Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Anime Podcast. So in this podcast, what we're going to do is, or in this episode, what we're going to talk about is the final episode of the final season of Attack on Titan. So we're not talking about the actual final episode. We're talking about the final episode of part one, which is the episode 16 in, in terms of season four. Uh, this launched a couple of days back, like the day before yesterday. So we just had a rerun of that episode because it was one of the uh, really, really classic or really, really cool episodes, but also, you know, the episode what I feel is uh, legitimately one of the best episodes but at the same time you know it's one of the worst episodes to have at the end of season finale you know the way it ended with the cliffhanger the way it had so much intense drama as well as tension onto it you know uh, we would have enjoyed it a lot more if it was you know in a bit a mid-season rather than a finale because now we have this insane cliffhanger that we have to wait like a whole entire nine to ten months before the second part comes out so uh, firstly how did you think about the episode what, what are your first impressions on the episode coming to the episode uh, uh, though it is a cliffhanger and though uh, we have to wait for a long time but there are certain points that we've observed at, and each point gives you a lot of insight about how the writer and the director have come together and give, uh, given a twist to the plot a lot of scenes uh, which might have missed for the uh, naked eye but once you have a rerun you find a good number of uh, pickup points you know on which you can talk about so i guess uh, we'll be running about uh, on those points yeah that's the thing about attack on titan right because the entire plot is filled with so much detail that you know on a second run on a third run you start to pick up things that you did not notice in the first run for example i was watching uh, re- re-watching the first season uh, after you know the, the season 4 and throughout the first season, you can see Reiner uh, clearly having sort of like, you know, uh, a mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's uh, finding it difficult to sort of like differentiate between what is a soldier and what is a warrior. Because, you know, the people who fight against the Titans in the Paradise Island are called as soldiers, right? And the people who train to become a, a Titan, I mean, the, inherit the main nine Titans in the Marlian side are called as the warriors. Yeah, so you can clearly spot the difference when Reiner says ti- uh, a warrior or when Reiner says a soldier. You know, those sort of like uh, really, really amazing details that the writer planted like eight, nine years back, even in the first season, those start to come up when you uh, actually start rewatching the series. So what you said is absolutely right. So uh, Attack on Titan is sort of like this uh, incredible anime which, which gives you more in terms of uh, when you rewatch. It has a really good rewatch, uh, rewatchability or something like that. Yeah, so uh, what are the main things that you found? Sort of like, you know, what, what do you think is the key highlight of this episode? Uh, the key highlights, you know, uh, there are a few points in the beginning of the episode and the ending which are, you know, much uh, debatable points. Because in the beginning of the episode, you see uh, Zeke on the grounds after he has pulled out the uh, Thunder Spear. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's the Titan which comes to save. Here the, the point is how is Zeke alive after a big hit? Is it because of the regeneration capacity of a titan or uh, is there any other uh, breakthrough from the uh, uh, breaking the thunder spear and how did the titan come and why did it not eat him and save it? Something like that. So that is uh, the beginning and the end where uh, you know, uh, uh, Galead has come the jaw titan the way he was positioned, the way he was signaled. So these are a you know, few points that you can uh, clearly see. And then 
much debatable and there are many other points like uh, uh, peak talking to rabi and about their uh, the marian side of things right and uh, was it the ultimate truth that she had in her was it her real feeling like was that truth really given to rabi or was it just to uh, deceive eren and show her loyalty yeah so uh, coming to uh, these points like you know uh, the way you talked about the beginning the first firstly uh, you know before i get to your point one thing is that you know the anime is uh, really cruel because they did not show what happened to levi uh, that was a cliffhanger that they left in the previous episode i thought they would clear it up uh, if levi is alive or not but that's something that they left over uh yeah and coming to the zeke part uh, it's really interesting to see you know how zeke survived the thunder spear he was basically torn into two pieces you can see he is only that upper torso just lying around in the grass and uh fantastic visuals as always you know you can see his last uh, dying moments so what i think is zeke surviving is could be a uh you know a major props to the a titan powers that he has i i personally think that and the other titan which came in uh helped zeke so i i think that a uh, reason why uh, the titan did not eat zeke and the, the reason why it sort of like you know stored him inside it and the reason why it's uh, it tore its stomach stomach apart is primarily because if the titan eats zeke because since zeke is a beast titan and he is one of the nine titans of ymir uh, what could happen is uh, the titan could uh, transform into the regular human being and the beast titan power could have been gone to that titan so i think since the titan's purpose is to sort of like serve zeke uh i think that's the reason why you know it came in it's uh, helped him and it did not eat it it did not did not eat zeke but as well as you know stored him in, inside his belly yeah uh when you see the uh, audience might not realize that the titan had followed zeke's orders people uh, the audience might think he titan has no brain it finds a human it, it will eat it but in this place if you observe keenly in the previous episode the titan was holding zeke in her hands and was running away so that was zeke's creation so it was completely under his control that is where i guess it had come to save zeke instead of to eat it and at the same time uh, when we were talking about levi and the creators have given a cliffhanger there about what happened to him at the same time when the thunder spear burst hanji and the whole team was ready and focusing on that sound and they did not even show whether they proceeded towards the sound or they were going to the place where they were supposed to yeah was it a rescue for levi or did he jump out of the cart there is nothing of that and levi is such great character that we would not want to miss Yes so leaving the episode like you know leaving the 16th episode on such a big cliffhanger is one thing and just not letting people know if Levi is alive or not for the next entire year is an entirely different thing so that's how uh, AOD is it's set up sort of like this beautiful uh, series of cliff cliffhanger episodes right and uh, just to add on to the Zeke part uh, have you noticed you know while uh, Zeke is sort of like you know in his final breath before the titan titan comes in he sort of Uh, has his vision of a small girl. Did you see that? A small girl. I guess I missed to notice that. Yeah. So uh, the Zeke has a vision of a small girl. So it sort of like you know appears for a brief second. Uh, so it's a small girl. It's kind of like I don't know the age of uh, her. I think she's around Gabby's age. Uh, she has the hairstyle of like similar to Armin in the season one sort of thing. Uh, she has a headband around her head, 
so that is uh, a vision that zeke sees so so far we haven't uh, the writers haven't yet explained or haven't shown her uh, i think uh, if i remember correctly i think glimpses of her image were shown uh, in the previous uh, seasons ending credits or kind of like you know ending songs i don't know for sure but i feel like i've seen her somewhere that is one thing i think uh, you should notice uh, yeah I guess uh, we have to uh, rewatch that scene and yeah. <laughs> and also visit the other post credit scene so that we can get to know what uh, the glimpse of the person is who is it or if there's anything uh, related to it in a manga yeah so, check out uh, and also one more thing i saw people on the internet point out that you know season 3 ending song the visuals in the ending song sort of like you know uh, they have a couple of glimpses that are going to come out in season 4 so the image of uh, falco so these are like how he's uh, i mean there are a couple of images of falco in season 3 ending right and also uh, i don't know if it's season 3 part 2 ending or season 3 part 1 ending but there was this mysterious uh, really weird ending at the end of one episode one particular episode you know the ending goes on smoothly and at one certain point yes. it switches up and this is bizarre uh, montage sort of thing right correct I think now if we slow down the montage and analyze uh, different different aspects of it or different frames of it I think that we are going to sort of like you know we can piece together a lot of information that the writers planned a lot of time ago. exactly the way they have placed it the timing and everything is fantastic and attack on titans is such great anime that I have not seen any other anime in this way put so uh, you know methodically and uh, giving you all the information earlier but not giving it to you yeah. leaving you on the cliffhangers all the time but still giving you the answers for which you have to you know be keen observant mm-hmm. and link every dot exactly so like uh, for me the top two anime at this point in time are one is attack on titan and one is one piece both for the uh, both for their storytelling but the reason why i love attack on titan so much is the pacing at which it moves right even though the anime uh, has four seasons and you know when you compare it to one piece it's basically like a small uh, what do you call it a small special that's yeah. it right but even in the small amount of time the writers were able to pack in so many details you know uh, props to the directors as well you know it's difficult enough to come up with a story such as this but it's even more difficult to portray it uh, Uh, in, in a way that people, as the audience, understand, and also you know, still leaving a lot to interpretation, right? It's a, a be- beautifully crafted masterpiece. Exactly, as I've said, my uh, top lists also you now have uh, One Piece and AOT, and of course, One Piece is another Marvel wonder that mm. you know we can talk about, and uh, we're sure that we'll come back to the audience with a new episode on One Piece Absolutely. soon. Uh, coming back to Attack on Titans, this. 16th uh, episode if you uh, observe the title the name yeah yeah, yeah. up and up, above, above does it have yeah. a significance mm-hmm. in the whole uh, no uh, episode mm-hmm. i i particularly feel that the last episode where uh, no uh, soldiers from marley come mm-hmm. in the you know airships and uh, the jaw titan comes from below and he uh, jumps above mm-hmm. so i think that's where they want to show up and about you know, be cautious got it that's okay so what do you feel about the title for me i i do want to talk about the title because i had a different interpretation of it the title being above and below so uh, what i felt is you know this but this particular episode focuses on two different uh, situations 
one situation being Erin uh, and you know Erin uh, Peak Gabby all happening sort of like at the top of the building. and the other situation happening with armin uh, yelena and other stuff right? Right, right so that's how i interpreted it because you know there are two primary scenes that they were focusing on the erin the top of the building and the basement of the building so above and below but the, i could i could be totally wrong no, <laughs> but still you know even uh, two of these almost relate to the same uh, yeah. title so maybe there are maybe the whole season or, or the whole uh, episode relates to the title mm-hmm. we might have to observe a bit more clearly and uh, just like you said attack on titan sort of like has this, a lot of ongoing themes as you uh, look at couple of seasons because uh, circles is one thing that keeps coming back you know the circle of revenge or the circle or how they portray portray it right uh, sort of like how rainer and uh, the crew attacks shiganshin uh, in the first season these guys go out and attack marley and then they come come, come back again and attack so it is it's like this you know circle of events that keeps repeating or the chain of events that you know keeps repeating in a circle right so uh, if we sort of like look at this look at seasons in a lot more uh, philosophical way i i'm absolutely sure there are a lot lot many uh, nuances such as these that are just tightly packed into it uh coming to the one thing which i'm absolutely going to miss uh, about at aod is the intro song right marvel like, is this this season has the best intro song the reason why i have a couple of reasons why i love the intro song so much because one it doesn't get boring right for the first one or two times you were a bit uh, for me at least it did not register it that well I thought I was going to skip it by third episode, but for the third episode, I was so in groove that I never skipped the intro song after the third episode. And one more thing is, I love how the intro doesn't reveal anything. Like if you see, uh, luckily if you haven't seen the trailer before you watch the season four, right? Yes. Yeah. So I saw the trailer before I watched season four, and the trailer spoils a lot of stuff. Like uh, it spoils the Warhammer title. I, I don't know why they had to include it. Maybe it is to build hype, obviously, but. still i uh, the the reason why that intro song works for me so well is because it doesn't uh, reveal much uh, when you compare it with other animes especially in terms of like naruto or one piece the intro song has the best bits about that arc exactly it sort of like spoils and it ruins that imagination right right uh, it is sort of like to create i mean at, at least it is sort of like this uh, utility to create sus- suspense or mystery around it which i think the season 4 for intro does it absolutely well because exactly. we as an audience we were left uh, with erin armin on the season 3 part 2 like we had no clue who falco was who gabby was or okay. what even marlins looked like right? i mean apart from the grisha part and uh, so we are coming in entirely blind with the season 4 and to introduce it in such a way that you know it's such a fresh perspective and i think having an intro song that is as ambiguous as this kind of like the uh, opening is i think it's sort of fits it very well exactly and it all shows about uh, you know blast marching soldiers marching mm-hmm. and the you know uh, background score also says my war mm-hmm. it just says that you're at war yeah, yeah until yeah. and unless you watch all 16 episodes you don't understand why is there that music or why is there that intro put in because now when you've come up you've traveled 16 episodes you see that there's war after war after war mm. either it is on marley's side or it is in uh, paradise island or between both of them so it's fantastic job there okay? yeah 
and going a bit further into the episode like uh, did you notice one thing uh, while they were showing a couple of scenes in the basement with armin and crew uh, did you notice that mikasa was no longer wearing the scarf yes i have yeah. seen that and i was at uh, most shocked then i then realized how you no know, uh, eren had hurt her yeah, yeah. and then told about that so that she was asleep so that was one part and then i kept thinking did eren actually hurt them or was mm-hmm. he protecting them yeah that's exactly what john uh, points it out as well right with uh, coney and arvel but uh, one more a small thing which i noticed is uh, coney sort of like doubts eren in this episode but this is sort of that, that has been happening for a past couple of episodes correct if you see coney's behavior through this entire season he's sort of like having uh, a small bone to pick with eren like he's always uh, uh, you know concluding that you know eren has gone totally batshit insane now he's just a lost cause basically yes. right it's good to see that you know uh, armin and john are the two people who are haven't yet totally given up on uh, eren yeah. whereas mikasa and coney are some a couple of people who are like you know so hopelessly that they're so hopeless that you know they are like never would have i imagined mikasa giving up on yeah, eren yeah. that was impossible for me to imagine but the last two episodes were not totally against my imagination so yeah so the even the way they phrased it right the entire conversation around the table with gabby utter pure terror <laughs> and <laughs> having no idea what is going on and what she was under complete pressure and traumatized yeah <laughs> what next what should i do why am i here that yeah. scene is an entirely a different piece of it so it's a beautiful scene beautiful scene and the way eren brings out uh, you know the mind control part that mm-hmm. who is actually in control that you know, gives a mind uh, you know freeze absolutely and speaking about that one more thing which i noticed uh, that has been a bit common in this particular season which is which is i haven't seen this uh, uh, happening in the previous season maybe i have forgot it but in the fourth season you have a lot of really cool entrances Right. It's almost like a Bollywood movie at this point. Right? Like the first uh, reveal to Ryder about Eren, that was a cool entrance. The second at the table scene, Eren coming in, that's an amazing entrance. The other uh, entrance of peak in the season sixteen, that's an amazing entrance. Right, this season is entirely packed with you know twists and turns with amazing cinematic pieces. Crazy. And then uh, you, uh, there's one more entrance of. Uh, Galliard as the you know Jot mm. uh, Titan, and before he enters the scene, before he turns into a Titan, there is a small part where he is seen. People might have not observed. Mm-hmm. I I personally didn't observe where you pointed out. No, this is that person. Then mm-hmm. that was also he was like a mix and match of the crowd. Yeah, while uh, Eren was escorting. peak to the top of the building right. she waves high right and also one more thing which i saw people pointing it out on the internet which i also uh, missed is in the previous episodes where you know a flock is sort of like asking people to beat up commander keith uh, in the background the, the flock had a couple of soldiers and in one of the soldiers resembles uh, porco very much galiard very much yes. so uh, i think that is something that they planted but uh, we would not uh, you know Uh, keen enough to make exactly. it notice it but uh, like once again like i said the seeds that they are planting they're amazing so one more uh, thing like while we're, while we're on the topic of eren and peak i especially one particular gripe i have about this particular episode is how dumb eren has been portrayed 
behavior of yelena how pure and mature she acts mm-hmm. when you know uh, greece starts uh, speaking bad about sasha mm-hmm. and she just shoots him in the head mm-hmm. so that's where she respects the person mm-hmm. she shows that she trusts and she shows her loyalty as well there yeah. that's a good point that you know i, I like that very much that part yeah uh, uh, one more thing is that you know her behavior absolutely changes right from what she's what from like the way she has been portrayed in the previous episodes to now this speech or this particular conversation that she has with arvin and others it feels a lot more genuine exactly right like how when arvin is sort of like crying about you know i did not know you had such noble intentions exactly. you can see her uh, be feeling appreciated right exactly that's exactly. A, a strong connection that she forms with arvin i think and she also shows that no that uh, expression shows that hmm. finally somebody believes me and yeah. i am doing right or something So, somebody understand what, what we are trying right. that's that's genuine that comes across across very genuine exactly and also armin crying that was that was totally out of character i don't yeah, i, I felt it sarcastic sometimes <laughs> i don't know if that is something that could be revealed earlier or <laughs> it is be. <laughs> or it is just this you know bertold uh, being a pussy uh, because he was always there in every episode crying <laughs> and armin also being some sort of this like you know a feminine character both exactly. of them joining in like a power rangers robot <laughs> fusion of dragon balls <laughs> and uh one more small last point that i have about uh you know this entire uh, accumulation of the series is that you know aot has set itself up in such a way that you know now if you want to explain the story to somebody else you can explain it in three different perspectives Like you can start off with Erin's perspective, obviously that's yeah. the way that will be shown. You can start off with Rainer's perspective. Correct. Even that works out well. Or you can even start off with Zeke's perspective. Yeah, three different forms. Right. Everybody has their story, which is actually true. Yeah. So and uh, the way it sets up all these three uh, uh, storylines is also in such a fantastic manner that you know you cannot question anybody or you cannot say this person is inherently evil. Right, it justifies their cir- uh, circumstances, environment, and their actions. So, at the end of the day, you sort of understand why everybody is doing what they're doing. So, uh, you become this sort of like a spectator in this huge barrage of consequences and actions that you just can't do anything else than rather than just watch. Exactly. Right? That's where I uh, know Zeke when he pointed out uh, his parents, uh, Grisha and. Uh, Diana, hmm. when uh, no, he points out that these are the people, these are the culprits, and then we were scolding, and we were all angry hmm. with Zeke. How could hmm. he turn hmm. them in? And now coming to the actual story, when we get to know what actually happened, why he had to turn them in, and we find it, you no, know, he he did something good. Yeah. So that's where you know three perspectives. I can, I guess we should talk about it, and even Gabby's perspective is also a part, though she was not there from the beginning of the hmm. first season. but she also has her own uh, perspective and is, which is true 
Yeah. It all runs about uh, in and around the complete revenge cycle. Exactly. And also the I think one primary thing that uh, sells Zeke's story is you know because uh, Eren had three seasons of runtime to showcase his perspective. Reiner had at least 15 20 episodes to showcase his perspective. And Zeke only had one one episode to showcase his perspective and the reason why it works so well is because his exchange with Eren. Exactly. Like how emotional he becomes once Eren calls him brother. Correct. Right? I think that's one particular point. That one point, as well as uh, with Mr. Xaver, mm. I always have difficulty in terms of pro- pro- uh, pronouncing names. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, I think these two perspectives are very strong emotional points that you know allow Zeke's story to be uh, connected with the audience, right? Even though it's for a very short amount of time. And since Grisha and others that, that, that we've been following for a couple of uh, while now, I think it sort of all ties up together nicely. All in all, this episode was. great cliffhanger and uh, it's given lot of points uh, you know to observe and you know to contemplate what could be next see the next episode itself will be a, a big fight mm-hmm. that's clearly evident from the end but you know how they fight or what grounds what comes up you know we, we might not know now it may be this way also that you know, Reiner has uh, come to mm-hmm. you know help Zeke again Because mm-hmm. there might be some different understanding because they will be they were working since four long years together, so Zeke might have given them some instructions or maybe they really believe him. Mm-hmm. You cannot uh, just con- uh, yeah. you know uh, fixate that you know there's going to be a big war and then you know, somebody is co- going to win and then they're going to meet uh, Zeke in the end. <laughs> So it's all about defecting, uh, defying expectations, right? Exactly. So no, like it's amazing how we could not even predict one uh, part of where this was going. Like that's how intense it is. Like even at the end of season three, part two, uh, all that is left. Like nobody even saw the perspective of Marley coming in. Of course, right? it was because uh, it was almost like a good happy ending. They come huh. to the sea, and then you know we've seen the sea, it's mm-hmm. done, and everything. And then uh, the last line, which Eren speaks. Mm-hmm. Now there are actual enemies beyond the sea, mm. but we never knew that they would really go there. Yeah. And he would go there as uh, you know, uh, not even telling anybody, as run away. Yeah. And then revealing himself like, no, I am the hero here. <laughs> <laughs> that was something great. So let's see. Let's uh, wait for. One full year. One full year. We have no other choice. Even if you read manga, mm-hmm. you not experience the whole quality of mm-hmm. uh, AOT productions. And I guess Mappa has done a great job this time. Absolutely. Given the time frame which they had. So talk, talking about Mappa, one small thing which I would like to add is in this episode, all the titans were completely two D animated. So one that is one thing I think absolutely people should notice. Because uh, I've seen a lot of people complaining about the 3D CGI. I know it's bad. I also feel that it's bad. <laughs> But the thing is, uh, also one more small thing is, it's not exactly the fault of Mappa. In a way, it is, but it's not entirely because Mappa is not the one who is animating the 3D uh, titans. Exactly. So they gave the uh, that work is offloaded to another company called as V Sign or something. Right. right. So it's the job of V Sign to sort of like work on the 3D titans. Correct. And In a certain way, I cannot be like you know it's entirely their fault as well because Kudansha has given them such a small uh, time frame, right? Like eight months to animate sixteen episodes. Come and taking the workload from Wit. Exactly because 
taking it from some actual running uh, company Ooh. and starting a fresh is big because you have to create all the resources and everything and uh, hats off to wit and the other productions because first three seasons of uh, aot had lot of scenes lot of fights lot of massacre and everywhere titans and this Ooh. you know 3d maneuver gears and everywhere this season had a lot less of the stuff and then still it was on cgi that hurt fans sentiments but ultimately they had no option because there was no time so there was no time and also with covid coming in i think that too yeah, that hit big yeah so uh, but at the end they did deliver they showed show, showcased what maba could do with 2d animation which exactly. was glorious like the way uh, how smooth the entire animation felt with Eren's Titan with Galliard's Titan exactly it looked pristine like the best of all all episodes right and one more thing is uh, going forward there are uh, certain rumors that the the 3D CGI Titans are not going anywhere like they could be back for a part yeah. 2 as well so let's talk a lot more about that in terms of a, a different episode let's discuss about the animation styles as well as you know the titan stuff because there's a lot of controversy and a lot of people have mixed feelings like like a lot of people i i feel like they don't understand both perspectives exactly. uh with kodansha and bit and as well as mama so i think uh talking about that might also spread a little bit of light in terms of that matter as well. exactly and uh, coming to the end uh, we would uh, you know ask our audience to come up with points if you've missed anything on this episode absolutely and then we could discuss on it or if they have different observations or different uh, interpretations of what we've already spoken hmm. here that's much appreciated awesome so uh, that's it for, i guess for this particular episode it was a legend a lot fun in terms of not only watching this episode but also discussing it so you guys if you have any sort of thoughts or comments or suggestions uh, please 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 uh, do reach out to us do let us know because that's something we would absolutely love come discuss uh, aot with us in the comment section below and that's for this one so we'll uh, Look forward to a couple of more episodes talking about not only Gary's perspective but also about the Titan animation as well. Great. All right. Sign off. Take care. Bye bye.